Last time on Opportunity Roll. Chris, take it away. All right. So we started the evening with our preparation for a gala held by Zara's mother and the Count, chiefly. And we started it by dressing up. Everybody found something that suited their own personal aspirations and personality. With Martha's help, the ladies got their hair dressed up, and Jason mysteriously fit into all of Matthew's old clothes perfectly, uncannily. We then uh, entered, and Finn was drawn to a lyrist on stage, who seems to have become his mentor, or will be soon, in finding that special song that Finn is looking for. Zare then took the stage to play a harp. He attracted the attention of his mother and disgusted the Count, who had a distaste for all things desert. Castor and Callisto interacted briefly with the Count, who turned out to be a despicable man before taking to the dance floor together. Soot attracted ill attention from the Count, who gave him a key to his wardrobe to dress more appropriately. Inspecting the upper chambers, Soot found a book or a ledger of some sort of some suspect. Zare played a childhood lullaby, betraying his disguise, and spoke with his mother. She was distressed, but also sincere and endeared by Zare's presence at the party. They agreed to meet the next day. Hi everybody, you guys know me, I'm Corey, I'm the Dungeon Master for Opportunity Roll. I'm here with the group. Say hi, everybody. Hello. 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 Let's go ahead and spitfire. Let's start with Rodeo. Hello, I'm Rodeo or Maxwell, and I will be playing Caster, your lovely Azamar Grave Cleric. Alex? Hi, I'm Alex, and I'll be playing Callisto, your similarly lovely tiefling druid. Izay? Howdy, I'm Izay. I will be playing Martha Blackbrick, team mom and dwarven cleric. Soot? Uh, hi, I'm Jace. I'm Soot, the human fighter. Z-Man Ultra? Hi, I'm Chris. I'm the music director for Opportunity Roll Season 2 in Sentium, and I'll be playing the homesick and heartbroken Zare this time, the human monk. And last but not least, our wonderful bard, Dust. Hello, I am Dust. I will be playing Finn, the bard who the stage is calling to. And everybody knows me. I'm your diggity dun diggity diggity dungeon DJ disaster man. Gets weird. Disaster master. Disaster master. Blast it is. You know what? I'll, I'll let you guys design one if you want, and I'll just do different ones every time. <laughs> I like that. But last time we left off, we had that lovely uh, recap. We were at this party. So I'd love to get back to that party, but the first person I want to get back to is Martha. Um, she's been kind of in an awkward situation this whole 
all time. And I feel like I really want to get into the nitty gritty of that situation. Um, there's also a few things going on in the background that I feel like may come into play tonight. Uh, also be prepared for maybe potential combat. Oh no, we'll see. Oh, does she get to cut a bitch? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. So, Martha, for last I remember, was still near the food, I believe. Yeah, uh, she's just uh, chugging wine. She has, she like poured herself a glass, then just took the whole bottle and left the glass of wine. That's her bottle now. Yum, yum. So, you know, of course, the Count is, is kind of off doing his thing. Uh, Soot went upstairs to get uh, some extra clothing, so I'm going to actually move Soot the uh, stairwell. Just a little bit, because I'm sure you're coming down, but we're going to kind of backdate the... Hold on. Alright, so what I want to do is get back with Martha near the food... Um, when we last left off, uh, we had the, the Lord kind of overlooking the party. We had that exchange with, uh, Zareth, uh, and his mother. We kind of zoomed away from that. We went upstairs. We had a whole moment there. And then I'd like to, to just pick up with Martha. Cause I think you had some things you wanted to do. And then maybe, I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't think... I know one thing. It's been about an hour, hour and a half, maybe almost two hours now at this party. And getting pretty late. So we'll see how much longer this thing lasts. But yeah, Martha. Sorry, my ADHD is kicking my butt today. You're fine. Take it away. Well, Martha's just sort of nursing her drink like a baby does their baby bottle. <laughs> um, she looks pretty out of place. Like, you can tell she's trying to enjoy herself, but it's really not working. She's sort of fidgeting and looking towards the door like she really does not want to be here. Okay. Well, I will say this. Go ahead and give me a perception check. I shall perceive. Or maybe I won't. We'll see. We shall see. Uh, that I is a not. six. So, for the viewers, and not for you, um, as you kind of turn around towards the food, picking maybe a little bit here and there, um, the viewers will see Jason slip out the door. <sighs> but, uh, at that lovely food and the awkwardness... The music will eventually kind of come to a slow. Uh, there's going to be a bit of a reprieve. Uh, everybody's just kind of mingling for the most part. The sound of the, the fountain in the background and the way that the voices kind of echo across this really large hall. Um, it's, it's not that people are yelling. It's just like a place like this has acoustics out the wazoo. But uh, again, you said this doesn't feel kind of like your place. Is there any way, I, I remember we, and, and this is just me and I'll cut this part out, but I remember you discussed about wanting to do something particular. Did that, did you want to do that at that moment or did you want to do that later? Oh, um, if you mean the church, 
Eventually, yeah. Once she sees an out, she's outie. <laughs> oh, well, the door is open, and at this point, no one's really paying attention to the food or the food section. It would be a perfect time for you. She slips out. Okay. Coming outside of this, this lovely home, and we're talking three stories, two wings, big open thing, a courtyard with a fine, kind of like iron-gated area... Everything kind of open, lights kind of shining from outside. You're going to actually be able to take a look at most of this kingdom just outside. And for the most part, most of the buildings are just dark. Uh, at this point, a lot of people are sleeping. And if they're not, they're at the party. Well, um, one of them being the church, um, which I'd say at this point is about four buildings or four property uh kind of sections down from where you guys are. Uh, the door's wide open. You can kind of hear, I wouldn't say a sermon because you got a party behind you, but you can hear that they have a, um, kind of like chimes going off. Can't you tell what type of church this is from that distance or would she have to get closer? Uh, you could roll a perception uh, or you could get close as well. Uh, either would actually give you some information. Walk closer and look. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, it's a 15 perception and getting a little bit closer, you're going to notice that this is a church of Pelikos, the god of love. Perfect. She will sort of straighten her dress out, sort of fix up her hair and walk in. So kind of adorning the, the top of these, these open doors is this, this lovely golden dove. And it's it's struck in a pose to where its wings are open. It's kind of in flight. And as you walk in, there is this lovely smell of, like, rose water. Uh, the floors aren't perfect, of course. I mean, they're not going to be wonderful marble, but they are thick stone, kind of well cleaned. There's about 17 to 18 pillars throughout this main thing, plenty of pews. And off to each side are kind of confession booths. Um, to the far back, there is a priest, but not in your normal outfit. Um, the priest can be kind of pointed out because he is adorned with an entire cloak of just straight up dove feathers. Uh, and we're, we're talking like a whole dove headpiece in his hair. Uh, he's got a golden fake beak on his face. Just kind of go on the, the whole, whole out thing. Kind of plague doctor esque, or uh, no, not even. It's one of those weird things because like the beak is open and you can see his mouth on the inside. Oh, it's like just the like masquerade gold. ones. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's gonna look around for a moment and just. Hmm. I think she'll go to the confession booths. All right. Sitting down in these booths, uh, there's there's a lovely smell of, I want to say, like, lavender flowers. And you'll see them kind of adorning each side of this booth. And you'll see kind of flowers uh, kind of mingled within this, this lattice of wood between the two sections. And for a moment, it seems like you're alone in there. Until a couple seconds later, you'll hear somebody enter the other side. And then a voice will kind of speak to you. Very soft, older, 
I wouldn't call him a gentleman, but he's seen his years. What may I say <laughs> is your reasoning for coming to the confessional? Oof, scared the heavens out of me. <laughs> um, multiple things. I, I can't say I've been in a church like this for a long time. At mm. Pelicos, at least, but... Um, I've been... Is this not your normal god? Not my usual one. Last time I was in a Pelicost church, in a confessional booth, I... Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter what I was doing, but hmm. I, I've come to a bit of a conundrum at the I moment. I see. Well, uh, the confessional is open to the public. We do not judge those not in our religion, so feel free to speak your piece. My husband ran off. Uh, not too long ago, um, a great tragedy had fallen in the family, and he, he like he always does, wants want to fix it. Probably still wants to fix it, but uh, I worry that the path he's going down is very dangerous. And recently, even as I say that, and how I say I don't agree with what he's probably doing, I have recently started. Having thoughts as well. Mm -hmm. Wonderings. Wonderings of what? We lost someone very dear to us. And sometimes you just wish there was a way to bring them back. I know that's not right. I know that would not end well. Mm. But... I suppose there's a certain desperation. There is always a lingering for those who have lost loved ones for them to return. I know that uh, in certain holidays we celebrate those who have passed on, but uh, it would be different for them to visit in those times. I wouldn't say it's a bad thing to seek ways for those that you can bring back, but dangerous is agreeable of what it is. Hmm. Pelicost mercy. The thing is, uh, I, I'm in an adventuring party, and recently we came into contact with a, a crystal. We took it to another church, and they already told us it, it, it probably isn't good. And yet, you know, <laughs> lots of what-ifs. I don't want what to. What does this crystal do? It, it revives someone, brings them back. <coughs> what? I did. Exactly. That was my reaction to resurrection. But apparently anyone who's used this before has came back wrong. Crystal resurrection. You, you understand my uh, sort of plight here now, I hope. Or maybe. I do. Let me, let me do 
a little advice. And this is the only true advice I, I probably give, is most of this is me listening and uh, consulting. But I would be careful with who you tell that to. Those are very rare. I know. <sighs> I've lived my days and never even heard one, and I'm close approaching 97. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. I, I get that all the time. Uh, Sweetheart, I'm over 250. <laughs> well, I'm also human. Fair enough. Hmm. Uh, so would the crystal be useful for the one you lost I would suppose so it it would also if that was a solution my husband might not might come back I I, I worry I worry so much he's um He's a good soul, but bad luck seems to follow him wherever he goes. I don't want him hurt again. One, one second, and you're gonna hear the the pew door open. And you're gonna hear like kind of a shuffling as though he's looking to the left and to the right, making sure everybody's like kind of away from the pew. And close it. <clears throat> Sorry, just wanted to make sure that this is confidential and we are safe. We're talking about a very heavy item here. I want to make sure you're protected. <clears throat> well. and uh, I Oh, that's a very... I shouldn't ask that question. That has nothing to do with me and not my important... Uh, you're not walking unsafely around with this crystal, are you? No, no, no. Okay, okay, good, good. I have a word for your safety. Uh, there is... Uh, hmm, there is dangers that come with that spell. I'm sure you know. I do. But they say... Uh, some of those may be negated on the night of a full moon. So I've read. Full moon. All mm. right. You didn't hear that from me. Nope, nope. Uh, I heard it from a bird on the wind. Absolutely. Perfect. Yes, they speak a lot, those damn birds. Oh, you'd have no idea. I have a mockingjay outside my window. That motherfucker hasn't shut up in three days. Trust oh. me, I know. <laughs> we have a metal signpost back at my bakery. A woodpecker used to bang on it. Oh, <laughs> the woodpeckers are fun. They are. Have, uh... May I ask who your original deity might have been? That, not that it's my business. That's, that's fair. Apparently not many have heard of her. Mordebjorn. Oh, I have. Read in a book once, but not very detailed. She seems to be mostly forgotten nowadays. Mm, indeed. 
sort of fitting for a mother goddess. <laughs> well, regardless, Pelicost welcomes all. Even if you do not fully worship only Pelicost, he still shines his love on those who pray. Oh, I know. We actually were at a Pelicost church when my husband and I eloped. Quite fun. <laughs> hmm. Wonderful wedding ceremonies. They scraped it together with what little copper we had. Hmm. Sounds like one that I attended a few years back. <laughs> well, uh, don't know where to continue with this. That is quite the bombshell. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't spell blame ball. you. Well, seeing as how you have done no wrongs and wish to confess, may the shining light of Pelicost follow you and may drift of doves and feathers follow you along. Thank you, I must... sir. Of course. I must see to my dewies, do some sweeping along the entrance, but feel free to stay here and pray as long as you like. If you were to get tired, there's blankets in the back near the pew, so you can sleep in here. Thank you, sir. Have a lovely night. Wait, uh, just oh. one more thing. Of course. I, 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 I was a bit afraid to say this, but given I already dropped a bit of a bombshell on you, certainly a, an extra stone might not hurt. Um, on... Recently, have you happened to see a gentleman, um, an elf, a uh, scraggly mustache, goes by the name of Matthew Blackbrick? Uh, I know he passed through. Do you know which way? Headed north, I believe, but uh, did not stop here. I just saw him along the road on his way. Was he okay? He seemed fine chattering to himself about something, writing and scribbling in a book that seemed kind of tattered, mispatched, and... Probably you know. shitty poetry, knowing him. Thank you, dear. I... I don't know how much I should share, but as seeing as what is your husband, got something about three words as he passed by, something about... Uh, using the power... Immortality, transference, something like that. Oh dear. That's what I was afraid of. Well, thank you so much. Hopefully mm. I'll catch up to him soon before he does something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, good luck. And she'll exit the booth and scamper off. Probably mm -hmm. back to the cart. She will drop a single gold piece in, like, the offering box, though. When you kind of clink a coin in there, you'll see, like, this um, illusion of a dove will kind of appear above it, and it'll kind of flap its wings, and make you like a little peep. And then it'll kind of dissipate. No, good birdie. <laughs> back at the party, um... Uh, I'd like to get back with uh, two people here real quick. I know Callisto and um, 
caster. Uh, you guys were still, I think, currently dancing? Or were? Well, I sure. guess if the music f- was fading, the dancing would most likely stop. I'm saying it'd be, it'd be probably like a like a slow slow out as the music fades out. And at that point, Castro looked down and he'll notice uh, all the flowers in Callisto's horns. And uh, he'll look at them because he's never seen them, I don't think before. And for a second, he'll just he'll just look and then he'll say, "I like the flowers." Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. They're, well, I've always had them. Well, not always, but they were a gift, and it's just a little bit of magic to make them open and close again. Roses are my favorite. Um, while I do have a special, special place for poppies in my heart, um, I've always been fond of roses. Really? So have I. That's well. That's why. That's why I was given these. They suit you. Thank you. I'm, and then I'm not she's sure gonna how like much look to her. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, go on. That's all right. She she kind of pauses for a minute and says, "I'm not sure how much to say, but I suppose you are the closest friend I have, so I might as well." It is tradition in my clan for, how do I put it? It is tradition in my clan for a young man who is interested in a young lady to gift her traditionally these horn decorations of her favorite flower. And it's generally a Kind of something like a the human tradition of a promise ring, if that makes any sense. Um, I've heard of it. Um, wouldn't know too much about it. Well, neither do I. I mean, I'm not human, it's more of a clan thing. But I wear these just because they were a gift and I like them. Um, and he's going to look around for a second. Uh, Corey, can I do a perception check uh, to see if I can see if anybody like would be listening in on us if I took the, the tone to a more hushed tone? Yeah, feel free. All right, let's see. I don't have pers- uh, per- yeah, perception, but don't have. It's not bad. Fifteen. That's a fifteen perception. So, there doesn't seem to be outright anyone looking or, or listening in on your conversation. Um, with you guys being on the dance floor, with there no being any music, no one's really paying attention. Uh, everybody's kind of gone for more finger food or are off kind of having uh, a similar conversation with someone else. So Caster is still going to hush his tongue. And he's gonna switch over to Infernal, which he speaks, but it's been canonically, uh, he's all right at it. He's not great. He's like, 
you know, he's like Spanish for, you know, like you can put the stuff together. Sometimes maybe it sounds a little out of order, but he gets the point across and he's gonna, he's gonna, in a hushed tone in an infernal to Costo say, I need to tell you. She kind of cocks her head and says, it back in infernal. vision I had the church and he's gonna like kind of do like a like a little head motion towards the count her eyes kind of go wide and catches she catches your meaning and says he's the problem isn't he yeah I wouldn't never forget that voice as long as I live I need to tell Zare, but it's, it's difficult. Understandably. He... Hmm. Well, since we're speaking in this tongue, I might as well say out loud, I would very much like to rip that man limb from limb purely for the way he has been treating his wife from all of everything I've seen. I understand stick that. With your partner when you're at a party together. Sorry. I also looked Archaic at the wife. Archaic traditions, but still. I also looked at the wife, and she does have a bruise on her face, covered up by makeup. You're so my vision kidding. was again. My vision was again not a. It was accurate. Which is why I need to okay. tell Zare. Go on, Corey. There will be a moment uh, during your guys' conversations where something interesting is actually going to occur. Uh, two guards in very interesting armor. Uh, I'd say it's kind of like half full plate, so they've got like uh, kind of the shoulder pads and like a, a really nice kind of like show chest plate, but not the gloves, not like the, the, the actual pants or anything. And underneath of that is um, kind of like a royal tapestry. Um, there's going to be two, some very interesting points about them. Let me just start off by saying that um, the first one is kind of tall, uh, kind of skinnish, almost anemic. Um, his helmet is going to seem to have issues kind of staying in place. It's going to tilt from left to right. And you're going to see him fix it. Uh, the second one is a little bit uh, smaller, chubbier on that side, kind of like barely, kind of like almost kind of like you see his shoulders kind of like popping out the corners of like the shoulder pieces because it's just he's thick um, and uh, they seem to have like a kind of a stumble between the two of them kind of smacking into each other. And then uh, you'll see them kind of get to each side and you'll hear, I'm introducing the princess Uni Juni. <laughs> <laughs> Play that voice. And then all of a sudden, this. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. What? He'll turn to class. Yeah, look like pink dress with like the. We're talking streamers. She's got the Hulk kind of like, like one of those, like a French beret with a little bit to the side of it. 
Um, uh, but but as she's kind of coming in, you'll see people kind of stepping to the side and giving her room. But of course, first person that she greets will be the Lord. And they'll seem to have kind of a soft conversation near the entrance. And that seems we'll, we'll go on for a bit of time, actually. Um, out of character. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Chris. Yes. What is the name your character is going by? What is your what's your what's your disguise name? I never told anybody. Oh. Um, oh no. Just kind of made up a stage name in case anybody asked. And once the coast was clear last session with his mom, he was like, "Okay, yeah, it's it's Zareth." Yeah, I told his mom it's Zareth, but I thought he'd tell us something so you know we could get his attention if needed. Well, we actually, walk up to Zareth. Him. So, so, as this uh, has all been going on, Zerus sort of, like, watched his mother reascend the staircase, and it's been very uncomfortable, but with nothing left to focus on, he kind of slowly meandered towards Callisto and Caster. so he's standing right next to Cal- uh, Callisto at this point, once your conversation has finished, and it did not look as though he was paying attention to you while you were conversing. I'm just, I'm just imagining that at some point we're like, "Hey, where's there?" <laughs> um. Well, he pulled that, a ju- he pulled a Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. At, at that point, actually, that's one of my favorite uh, out of character. That's one of my favorite moments of the second episode that I edited was when Jason or Jace got freaked out by Jason coming back, and he's like, "Scared me! Where the fuck did you come from?" <laughs> and um, but. I guess at that, um, Caster seeing Zare will put a hand on his shoulder and um, turn to him and in sun speak slash celestial uh, he will in again in a hushed tone uh, there's something I need to tell you. Ah, uh, uh, yes, why? What? What is it? And he wipes the sweat off his hands on his trousers. My vision from the church. Yes, has has something matched up. Yes. The man... I I take it it's important. The man from my... The Lord. And from my cursory glance walking past her... Um, the woman you were speaking with has a, a bruise on her face that she's covered with makeup. I didn't know for sure that's exactly what it was, but yeah, that makes sense now. I, I already knew that he hurt her. I didn't know how, but... What do you... Um... Again, still celestial. I hope he's talking back in celestial. Yeah. But um, what do you want to do about this? I want to remove her from the situation, but I don't know how. I don't know how nobility works up here. Uh, I don't either. I could. She's agreed to meet with me tomorrow morning I don't know what she wants to discuss but I know she's glad I'm here 
Perhaps I could, there's some way that we can take her up on... I, I don't know. I could come with you and speak with her. Maybe we could... Maybe I could offer safety and handsome. I come from there. My mentor is there. The churches are there. I would appreciate that. Um, I think everybody, all my friends, and he nods at Callisto, smiles. I, I think I would like all my friends to be there when we meet her, but I fear it might be more complicated than that. The princess, as I understand, is speaking with the Lord right now. It may be a little bit difficult to pour to pull the Count's wife away from such an important person. He'll be able to find her. This is all stuff we can discuss at a later time. But thank you for sharing the, the truth of your vision with me. I I was frankly worried on how you might react. I know if I have no connection to this count. In fact, he seems to despise everything that I come from. Caster, can I get you to roll me a one through ten, please? One d ten. Sorry. Yes, please. A six. Okay. I have a favorite right. number. <clears throat> You're going to have another moment. In the middle of the party. Uh, damn it. And in the middle of this conversation. And it's going to come on suddenly. Um, You're going to flash away. Real quick. There's going to be a smell that kind of comes to your nose. Um... It is dingy, smelly, like somebody hasn't showered in weeks. Ooh. And in the pale moonlight amongst the stars, with a bit of like juvient party behind it, you're going to see a, a line of several people in chains. They're all going to have pointed ears, every last one of them, both male and female, as there's a line of about seven or eight people. They're wearing rags. There is... Uh, two people kind of leading this this uh, concession, I guess, of people. One will be riding a horse, which most of these people will be chained up to and following the pace of this horse. Whether or not they can, they will be dragged with it. The other person next to them is a very large man. You will see kind of chains dangling from his person, each of these chains kind of looping in certain ways or kind of hanging over to another side, but each one of them ends in a point with a very vicious-looking blade, some that might even seem stained in blood. Both of these men are wearing masks, kind of like a jester's mask, except gnarly and in a very uncomfortable manner. It's not for entertainment. These seem to be some kind of uh, calling card, almost, for these people. And in your dream, you'll see the Lord. He will walk up to these people and have a conversation. And after a few short minutes, he'll snap his finger. 
And you'll see the princess in her tattered dress, ripped and shredded, uh, also in handcuffs. They'll exchange a bag of gold, and she will be chained up with the others. And you'll see these people swiftly leave the main gates. And then you'll flash back. And I suppose I'll have to make a constitution saving throw. Yes, sir. That would be a time for a good one. That's 15. As good as that is, you're going to feel a little sick to your stomach from that, from how quickly it was. Not enough to make you throw up, but enough to be like, I'm going to pass on those blanket dogs in the back. Or the clam chowder, maybe. That doesn't look too good right now. Clam chowder makes me sick normally. Um, (laughs) Screw you! um, I'm guessing, again, there's lost time here a few milliseconds for you it was about four or five minute exchange for them it's about 30 30 seconds maybe so caster again was in the middle of the conversation and then he's just out i'd say his eyes kind of like go out of focus and flicker maybe a little bit and he's just standing there with his arms at his side kind of I'll leave it up to you two what you want to do. T-posing. No, I'm not T-posing. I'm not, I'm not default animation standing. Callisto's been kind of fiddling with her horns this entire time because she does not speak Celestial. So she, it, like, it was, as soon as the conversation stops, she immediately head whips to Kester and then turns to Zare and says, is he having a moment again? believe so my boy wake up uh, that that's i can assure you that's not gonna help um i'm just gonna stand behind him so that i can catch him if he falls um so like after 30 seconds or so you'll see caster's eyes regain focus and like he looks around for a second and he looks he looks well and truly shook and he like closes his eyes, shakes his head like he's trying to fight off a wave of nausea. Now, if I might, because I think this is the perfect timing that so your your business upstairs would be finished. You might even pass uh, the lady on your way downstairs. Uh, she seems to be crying. Huh. Okay. Pink taser, remember. So. I don't know that Soot, yeah, Soot, last session we ended with Soot kind of quickly walking to find uh, Finn to drop that journal off. And also, I don't know what... Soot doesn't have very good emotional intelligence, so they would probably just continue on downstairs. And... Um, once you make your way downstairs, you'll see a good portion of your friends um, kind of there at the the foot near the stage kind of speaking I remember I needed to find Finn just because Finn had a bag so unless anyone else has a bag Soot will uh, head over to, oh is Finn on stage oh god oh uh my token is acting weird I 
Shadow moving okay. down. There we You're go. Chairs. Okay, I was going to be like, Suna's running away, or Finn is running away. Everybody get in. Okay. Um. Yeah. Foot will. What? God. Soot will go to Finn. Alright. Um, <laughs> will go to Sin. What? Yes. Uh, and try to position themselves kind of on the opposite side so that they have some obstruction from uh, Lord Vagrant. Uh, and then kind of like motion at Finn be like, I, I need your... Yes, I have a diary of Lord Vagrant that shocks, uh, and it is locked. So I'm gonna like motion over to Finn, be like, "I need to put something in your bag, if that's okay." Finn would probably not be paying attention because he'd be looking at the princess. He's waiting for her to stop talking with the uh, with the Lord to talk with her. Uh, Soot will. Give me a perception. But sorry, sorry, continue. But perception, please. From Finn. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I'm going to place my hand on Finn's shoulder. Uh, uh, Finn, friend, uh, I need to use your bag, please, if you could just kind of hurry up. Um, it's really ten, um, not an emergency, but close. Uh, as, I'm sorry, what? Uh, oh, uh. <laughs> Uh, uh, sure. Uh, are you, uh, okay? Uh, will hold the bag up. I assume it's almost like a messenger bag. At least that's what I'm imagining in my head. It's kind of like a, a flap open bag. Or is it like a, like a drawstring kind of bag? Oh, wow. Brain not working. Uh, it's more of like a... Like a drawstring, basically. It's where he'd probably keep his instrument, his lyre. Uh, Soot will kind of open it with one hand, untuck the shirt over the bag with the other hand, and, like, drop the book in like that. Just kind of, like, like not trying to hide it from other guests, particularly, because that's going to be hard with, like, this many people around, but mostly trying to hide it from the Lord. Go ahead and give me a sleight of hand. Uh, okay. Let's see. Get that plus one dex. I know I got a deception check to get down the stairs, and I succeeded on that. Uh... Oh. Ten. Not, <laughs> not bad. Not the best, but not bad. Not the worst. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. Um, Finn, now earlier I asked you to do a perception. That was a natural one in the end, but a total of three. Now, as you're over there looking at the princess, she will leave the Lord Vagrant's, uh, I would say, like his his area? <laughs> um, what are they called? His presence. There we go. Um, but before, though, you'll see him give her this, this awkward hug. You, you might maybe see him kind of hugging to the point where like his arms are a little bit lower than they should be. Maybe you think. You maybe think. Um, but uh, after he kind of moves past her towards the door, you're going to lose track of him. Uh, you don't know where he went. Um, but the princess herself will head off kind of over here towards this pillar and her guards 
though fumbly as they might be, uh, will quickly kind of pick up step behind her. Sorry, continue. Well, after handing the bag to Zer, he'd probably still try to go and talk with her. Like, uh, you, you have fun with that and just walk towards her. You mean Soot? Yeah, Soot will retuck in the top. I'm not sure. I don't want to say shirt, but essentially that. Fix it. Um, You will see, Soot, that there's like a small discoloration of skin where it may have given you this... um, I want to say like a sunburn almost. It's like a little pink there. It's like you've been given a raspberry in the same area like six or seven times. Uh, it's oh, not damaging. Also, where did... I don't see him on the map. Maybe I'm just blind. Where did Lord Vagrant end up going? No one knows. Oh, he dipset. He just gave me his key and then left? Like I just permanently have a key to his room now because I can't give it... Are there servants or like guards or someone who looks responsible that I can hand a key to? Everywhere. Uh, Soot will just honestly just kind of... uh, Okay. Um, So Soot will just kind of like as a waiter is passing by with a tray, will just set the key down on the tray, just be like make sure that gets back in Lord Vagrant's hands and then we'll We'll just kind of talk to everyone else. Yes. Would you like a bit of finger food, sir? Can I interest you in a sandwich? Maybe some some ale? It's imported. Uh, I think I've had enough for the night. I filled up on um, clam chowder. Uh, thank you for the offer, though. Um, of course. Lovely clothes, sir. And he'll walk off. Thank you. Uh, oh, and I, I, I've got nothing else. I figured I would join in the small talk with the group where we could cut to, to Finn. Let's, yeah, let's cut to Finn. <laughs> this, fa- this complete failure? <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Alright. So, are you just like making a beeline straight for her? I, I will probably stop if her guards are like blocking her and just say... Just, uh... Well, they'll, they'll definitely stop you. Um, both of them will kind of post about five feet away from her and say, Halt! What are you doing? Oh, I just just was hoping to get, uh... Just, uh, to conversate with the, uh, princess. With a princess? Who in hell do you think you are? Oh, you don't know who I am? And you don't like, seem that important. Oh. That's the wrong thing to say. He'll snap his fingers and the dancing lights, like all four of them, will start to rise up from the ground and start uh, like flashing like yellow. It says, I am Finn Tallstrider, bard extraordinaire, explorer of the world, and a teller of stories. Um, the, the thick fellow will kind of just, <clears throat> never heard of you. That's your problem. No, that's your problem. <laughs> Do you believe this? He actually thinks he can speak to the princess. What an imbecile. <laughs> Roll me a perception. Please, Fen. All right. Percep- uh, perception? Yes. 
I'm bad at these, but let's see. Nine. That is a nine. Okay, so you're just barely going to see it, but only because she's not hiding from you. The princess is going to sneak up behind the two guards, and she is going to use a bit of a sleight of hand against them. She's going to pull out, uh, out of one of their pouches, this rather long chained handcuff. And she's going to kneel down. And to the right guard, she's going to latch it around his foot. And she's going to wait a minute. You guys are talking and she's going to look to you like right in the eyes. And she'll look to you like this and be like, keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, you, I will. Well, you must have heard the tales of, uh, of the beast of uh, Cherryton, right? Uh, no such beast exists. What are you talking about? Oh my god, he's making up fake stories now. <laughs> and as you guys are talking, she'll continue over to the uh, chubbier guard and she'll clink that around his foot. And she'll just stand up. Um, you know, you two... I can judge who I wish to speak to. Nonsense, princess. We must make sure you are protected. <laughs> this fellow is of no importance to you at all. Shoo, shoo, be gone, you vagrant. Uh, to add the word vagrant, his smile that he, he always has is kind of a little bit more force. And he will say, I believe the lady has made her decision. Is it, isn't it? Oh. She's going to give you like the silence. She's going to reach up to both of their helmets, mm -hmm. as loose as they are, and spin them around backwards. And then she's going to run jumping over the handcuffs. And she's going to grab your hand. And she's going to take you around the pillar. They're going to be fixing their hub pieces, but catch you guys just as you go around. And they're going to look to each other like, you go that way, I'll go this way. And they go to split up and face plant completely. And she'll come around the pillar. You guys will both jump over them. And you'll make your way out the front door. Outside of the building. Let me go ahead and get some sounds for us. Get, to, get the kind of... Uh... So as you guys make your way outside, the sounds of mostly the crickets and stuff uh, kind of rolling through this area. She's going to pull you away from that building a fair bit. Head down an alleyway and just kind of turn to you. And the moment she does, she's going to pull a dagger from her side. And she's going to tell you to hold it for a second. Uh, okay. You can hold the dagger. She's going to rip her dress. Um, kind of from the bottom, getting rid of most of the frills. Uh, she's going to toss that to the side. And when she gets to a piece of fabric, she really can't. She's going to take it from you and cut through that. And ripping it the whole way. And she'll kind of have like a, a short skirt kind of thing going on at this point. And she'll kind of pull the neck piece off and throw it to the side. She'll take her beret off and push it on your head. And she'll pull the pink wig of hair off as she lets her, her dark black hair kind of roll free. Thank you so much. They are so annoying. He'll be, he'll be like dumbfounded for a second and then like, uh, no trouble. Uh, it, uh, 
was not expecting that, uh, to be honest, but that was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, I do that all the time. One time I actually glued them to their own chairs. It was a really fun day. Uh, you are definitely not what I expected, but I like this side. Uh, yeah, but best not to tell anyone else about this. Uh, not that it would be bad for me, but escaping with a princess, you know. Oh, the my lips are sealed. Yeah, Joel and Pyle really go all out. I apologize for them. They're not... They're kind of picked on. So, I feel kind of bad for them sometimes, but at the same time... They really need to learn a lesson. So, um, what what was it you wanted to speak about? Uh, do you need money? No, no, no. I I just saw you and thought, you know, introduce myself, talk. Uh, that, it, that Lord, uh, whatever his name is, seems a little off to me, and it, I just felt like you wanted some better company. Vagrant's kind of creepy. I don't know why my parents made me come here tonight. I think it's mostly my mother's idea. But I have no interest in anything he's about. And with his cousin coming, they're thinking about some sort of prefix of marriage. I'm not interested. Uh, oh, uh, you weren't like going to hit on me or anything, were you? No, no, no. I usually wait to the second conversation to, to start doing that. I got bad news for you, then, because, like, I'm seeing somebody. I mean, like, like I said, that, that was mostly a joke, but no, I wasn't. I honestly thought you just needed better a better conversation than with cre the creep lord over uh, back there. Well, speaking of better conversation... Um, I actually have a place to be that's not this party. Do you mind if I, like, go? Yeah, yeah, dis I mean, go ahead, disappear. This will be an interesting story to tell later on, so. Um, oh, um, you know what? I don't like carrying this stuff around. She's going to hand you a gold purse of 25 gold. And then she's going to dip. And you're going to see her kind of do this really fucking cool trick. Um, between the uh, the two walls of the building, since you guys are in the alleyway, she's going to hop up and kind of jump herself across the other roof and then jump across and grab the edging of the roof itself and pull herself up and over, and she's going to start dipping. Hot. Yeah. She's pulling. She's, she's pulling kind of like an Assassin's Creed situation. Definitely was not what I was expecting, but... And see, so you'll like look at the coin purse, reach for. Oh wait, nope, my bag is with uh, with soot. Um, <laughs> take off the hat, put it on the hat. Put I'm um, put it under the hat, put the hat back on. Pull out a little note. Oh no, I had another hat. She just put a beret on top of my my bigger hat. That's great. He'll he'll, he'll take out the, his little notebook and uh, on his side pouch. It's like, this will be a amazing story for Cole to hear. Colt, Colt, Colt. I put that wrong. And he'll start walking back to the party. 
or just get lost. Does he often get lost? Uh, when he's writing in his notebook, he does, yes. Is he writing? Yes, he is. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, roll me a perception with disadvantage. Oh, lovely. This uh, perception... You know what? Let's let's do this. Roll aside, dust. Would you like to get lost for a little bit of extra fun? I would like to get lost for an extra bit of fun. I was going to actually say that you know we could start doing after this roll because I definitely want to be lost. Okay, so we'll just we'll take it as it is. You're you're going to get a little engrossed in in your book, uh, writing down the notes. Uh, your new mentor, maybe writing down the time and fixtures. Everything he said to you. We'll get back to you in a little bit. Back at the party, we've got Zareth, Callisto, and Caster, and Soot. Meander over here. So Zareth's going to be watching the, the, the commotion as Finn goes over and the princess shackles the two guards and the big elope out the door and he's going to say well that was a sight now soot casters have it having a different kind of sight um so let me ask you a question Corey. these stairs like is there a way we could like you know duck behind them um there's there's a little bit of secrecy there. Uh, I mean, if anybody were to come along to the the far side of each of these room, like each of this room, yeah, um, they might be able to see you. But you could probably get a little bit of privacy. It would be obvious if somebody was trying to peer in and kind of peep on you guys. So, Gaster didn't really pay attention to what happened with, um with Finn because he's kind of out of it, but he realizes this is something that the group needs to know. All right. So with Caster having soot, I guess called over, um, he's going to look to the three that are with them right now. Look, notice Finn and Martha are gone. Think for a second, and then look to them, and in a hushed tone, because he doesn't—he doesn't know if they all share uh, a language other than common. So he's just going to be like, "We need to—we um, all need to have a discussion somewhere private." Uh, just per usual, you guys will hear. There's always the cart that we can use. Fuck, Jason. What? J yes. A man has just fainted. Could you lower your voice a little bit? Wait, someone fainted? Faint. Is, is he there Gasser. or is he invisible? Well, he's there. He's not invisible. Okay. I didn't I, I faint, Callisto. I... Close enough! Yes, close enough indeed. Um, also, we need to put a bell on him. Oh, no. We, we need I to put a bell on you because we never know where we are. That would kind of ruin his... Stealth abilities, though. See, yes, that's important. One day this might come in handy for you. There's the cart, yes. Um, 
Yes, all Let's... that aside, uh, two of our party members have dipped from the, the party, and I don't see any reason for myself to be here any longer. In fact, I would rather be trailing the Count and see what he's up to. Um, but maybe we can find some place outside um, to recapture your vision. We need uh, to go um, soon. I I have a question that I don't want any questions about the question. Do any of you have the ability to break into locks? Perhaps. Should we go? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Uh, yes. Let's either the temple or the cart. Either way, um, that would be uh, great. Um, y yes, and you can see Caster is visibly more pale. Um, he looks maybe like he's got a bit of a cold sweat going over his head. He he doesn't. He's not looking so hot, guys. All right, so I guess Caster will lead the way for a change. During this, I will say Martha's probably heading back to the cart. So. Okay. I was I was actually wondering, yeah, if our recall point is like I don't know if we stated where we were staying the night tonight. Are we staying at the temple or the cart? Well, but you guys nobody wanted to stay at the temple other than Castor. I, I actually care. did. Yeah, so it doesn't really care as long as they have a bed to sleep in. To be fair, I think the cart is parked outside the temple. <laughs> no, the cart is parked also. outside the cart is parked outside the the party. Is it? Yes, he said that we yes, uh, took the cart to the party. So, oh, uh, Finn said he wouldn't want to stay at the temple. He would like perform at a end for his room. And I don't Close think Martha to... Martha felt comfortable sleeping in the temple of Demeter, where they trashed her husband. Yeah. By the way, would you say Martha would have returned to the cart by this time, Dia? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it, 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 I'd say it kind of worked out with the events that happened at the party and how long you were in the church. You guys might actually arrive at the cart around the same time. So, my question is, Finn, did you walk back into the party writing in your book, or did you get lost somewhere in the city writing in your book? I think that's up for the DM because I just said I got lost. Where's Finn? Yeah. The where's we're gonna, Waldo? We're going to get back to Finn. Finn. I was going to say, if he's coming back into the party, Caster was just going to kind of grab him by the arm and just pull him so, Uh I believe as the only person who checked weapons, Soot will check their weapons out uh, when they leave the party. I just want to make that explicitly clear that Soot has their spear back. Um, so Caster, yeah, will lead the way, I guess. They'll see Martha going to the cart. Um, he will not see Finn, is my guess. No. Hold on one second. Let me. One, two, three, four, five, five. Five out of six isn't bad. All right. Um, so, so Caster will will lead them see Martha, and then. He'll get them all on the other side of the cart, away from everything. Um, I need to talk to you about what happened in there. Uh, to to all of us in 
general or just yes. someone? Oh, okay, sure. Hmm? Uh, what do you want to do? What this? do you need, dear? Martha um, and Jace, or not Jace, Martha and Soot, um, you are the two I haven't told about this yet. Um, my vision that I had in the church, the count is the man, and the voice of the person he slapped is the woman that he was with. Um, oh. Well, we're going to go back in there and stab him then, right? Um, I would very much like that. He's already left, Martha. Much as God that, damn it. As much as that would be a good idea, there's something more pressing about this that none of you know yet. I was standing there having a conversation with Zareth about what was going on, and I had another vision. This is... Uh-oh. This is becoming more than I can take. I'm not used to having this many this often when I'm awake. Ever. Um, and you see he's like rubbing his temples. And then he will go through and recite to them basically what he saw, which is... Let me pull up my little notes here. Um, I'm in an area moonlight in the distance seems like a party terrible smell people in rags a line of them chained pointed ears um, there were two people leading them one on a horse and all the people seemed to be chained to it the person next to them was very large and in chains dangling from him each one ending in a point with a vicious looking blade they were wearing jester's masks except not for show, they were disfigured and uncomfortable. More of a calling card than a, for entertainment. I saw the Lord there. He walked up to the people who were leading and he had a conversation. A few minutes later, the princess that just walked in was in ripped in a tattered dress in handcuffs. She exchanged a bag of gold with the Lord and then became chained to the rest of them and led out of town. Now, my visions have been pretty spot on so far, but I'm not going to say this is for sure. I don't know what's happening to me. But this one felt bad. It wouldn't surprise me if the Count was trading in human lives or elven lives, but... There, I, uh, I think we should find him. I would tend to agree before something bad happens, especially to the princess. And we should find Finn. Um, he seemed to just wander off. I have no idea where he went must have happened when I was having my vision. But... Oh, dear. Um, as far as it goes, A, this count seems to be up to no good. And I don't want anything to happen to people. But if you're not uh, persuaded by just that logic, I'm sure that rescuing a princess, there would be good stuff in it for us. Heroism, as you might seek out, so... I'm... I'm always down for uh, 
heroics, but I mean, first off, we should rest. Uh, not all of us are at fighting capacity. I yeah. question DM. I'm gonna look up to the sky. Does the moon look similar to how it is now? It, it, how it was in my vision? No, not yet. It seems as though it might be a single night off. Well, from what I know about the moon, it seems like we might have time to rest. I also have a question. He mentioned, like, I think specifically elves in chains, right? I'm yes. not. I'm not sure if they were elves. I just know that they had pointed ears. My visions aren't always the most clear. I see. Given she was married to an elf, does she know of anything like elf slave trading or something sus like yeah, that? Yeah, there's. It is, of course, illegal. Um, but slavery oh, yeah. is is still um, kind of rampant. Is there, um, yeah. The the worst situation right now is that um, it's kind of picked up. Uh, most people think it has something to do with something in the desert. But nobody really knows what's going on fully. Um, but as of recently, there have been more slavers caught and prosecuted. Um, well, that's good. Um, well, also means there's more of them, which is bad. <laughs> yeah. So... With that being said, can I also... Is there a way I could roll a, a religion check to see if I know anything about like the masks that were being donned? Sure. If there's any significance to them? Of course. 22. Religion of 22. Um, now, there's nothing um, incredibly... Well, I, mean, I guess... Yeah. Um, they're... A, and for no better term, a bastardized version of a very similar uh, religious mask used by the followers of, of Craig, the god of discord. Hmm. Caster will relay that information. As uh, you see him sitting there studying, studying, like basically looking kind of just off into the distance, like he's trying to, you know, recall everything he saw and he's He's thinking over it, and then he'll relay. The masks seem to be... Did you Did you let us know that the princess was also being traded in that vision? Yes. Okay. But um, he, what he said was that the princess did seem to exchange a bag of gold and then... No. Become... Wait, what? The, I wanted to clear that up. He exchanged a bag of gold with the two men with the masks. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. That makes more okay. sense. Um, in that case... I mean, like, A, this is just bad, but, like, is Lord Vagrant in line for the throne? Like, is, is this I, a... I don't know the political dealings of Fortosum. Uh, I've never been DM, outside of Can Danish. I do a, a history check? Uh, I, I'm not sure... Are you is... from here? Soot is not, but this kind of pertains to Soot's background. Okay, go ahead and do it, but with a disadvantage. Okay. And we'll do that with a negative three, not an actual D20. Um, All right, I've clicked. So. Oh, okay, so a six. So that's a nine with a negative three. That's a six altogether. Um, hard to tell. Uh, yes, sir? When um, when I was given the the scoop about my mother and her last name and her marriage, 
would I have been given any other information as to what that family held in terms of like land holdings, titles, and how that could relate to? Do me, um, you know, let's do a 1d100. Okay. Above a 60%, you got more of a scoop. Below a 60%, you got the basics. Uh, Corey, may I ask one more question? Sure. Is my wrist broken or dislocated? Broken. Okay. I can't just jam it back in. Okay. That that was another question. Oh, uh, that's a ten. So you got barely the skim top. Yeah. Mm, that rings true. But my uh, my friend who I used to work with, we weren't that close. He probably didn't know that much. <laughs> Probably. Politics probably just weren't his thing. So we're in the Noble District right now, correct? Yes. Uh, just cursory glance. How nice is this mansion compared to the other ones nearby? That might be for other noble houses. Give me an insight. Ooh, I'm good at that. That's, That's an 11. 11. Um, it's definitely one of the higher buildings. Um... As far as it goes, you are, I'd say, about 15, like, uh, potential owned, like, buildings and plots of lands away from the main castle. Um, so, might mean he might be particularly important. Given his proximity to the castle and the state of this building compared to the others, I'd say there's a good chance that he is high up on noble succession lines. Uh, I have another question. This is a moral quandary one, though. You said that this is happening probably soon? It's either tomorrow or the day after, I would guess, based on my um, vision. So we don't have time to heal up. No. Which then begs the question, do the ends justify the means? Yes. Okay. Caster, give me a quick straight intelligence roll. Okay. That's not too bad. Just just relay any information That's a 15. to 15. Um the place in which is now kind of popping to in your mind uh, of where this whole transition occurred is close to the main gate on the east side. You may have passed by there on your travel to pretty much anywhere through the town. There's a road that kind of veers from the main uh, the main center of town that kind of leads up towards the the um, the rich district. Uh, but it's a common route. At night, though, it's almost completely unused, as most people will typically try to take other routes. Um, but you seem to know where this interaction will occur. I have a feeling that that's that's almost like a like a pulling for Caster. Like he he may have briefly glimpsed it, but it's more of like a it's happening there, and so he's going to relay what he feels to the party, and he's going to look to Soot. Okay, that leaves us a few options that we need to discuss and be honest and be willing to do things. For the, for the greater good, the ends justify the means. One, a direct strike 
to the heart of the matter before it happens. That will likely end us in prison, in chains, and manacles. Or dead. Or beheaded. Or yes. second, The second option, we fight fair and square, but we need healing for that. I've got we don't have the money that. for that. I'm talking about our arms, legs, and ribs. The broken bones that we need medical supplies for. Well, then tomorrow we can go about town and see if there's any of the root that we need. Because she said there might be root that we need in town at a trader that she hasn't looked at yet. Or, I can posit that we what, can... what kind of root do you need? Jason, speak this is a this is a Chris question because I don't remember the name of the root. Nansate root. Oh, I kind of have one of those. Is one root going to be enough to heal all of us? Though she said she could make it happen. I have two. How many? You just okay. Fine. Honestly, great. I guess I should explain why I keep having all the... You guys do realize I'm an alchemist, right? I mean... <laughs> I sure. figured as much when you said you kept catnip on you. Were you not in the room whenever she said that we needed no, that? No, I think he was no. taking a poop. He no, he wasn't. He was not. Oh, okay, was okay, that would be why. Anyway... Um, you wash okay. your hands. Then that leaves We've us... Had the, the horse trough? Yes. Oh, a few options... Which still top one of the options is strike in the night. Option two is fight fair and square. Option three is ambush. Uh, two of those technically leave us at fault for um, attacking a member of nobility. Uh, <clears throat> not if we can prove what they were doing. Well, I'm supposed to meet with my mother in the morning. She might know what her husband's up to. Okay. She might be able to give us His. Here's the issue I have. The people who were injured badly, who need the healing, are yourself, Soot, myself, and Martha. Correct. You're the only one I see who would need that tended to immediately in order to fight. Martha I'm not fighting anyways. Honestly, I would probably sit it out. Or, or cheer from the sidelines. Yes, but you said you said you, you know, you you said you're capable and you can do things. Maybe you don't look like the straight-up fighter. You, I don't need my ribs to be in good shape to cast spells. Especially to heal my friends and do what I need to do. I mean, if, if Jason has enough for all of us to get healed, then why don't we... Remember what she the... said. Wait a minute. So... Okay, ambush. Wait, can you right, just... We, we had, like, three options, right? I, I, right. I, I want to go back just a moment. Do we know where this is occurring? Yes. Why don't we just set a trap? Or right. tell some guards? guards? Yeah. It's... I... When it I comes mean, to nobility, could... you can never trust the law. That's well, when it comes to nobility, wouldn't thing. it also be good to have them see it firsthand? Kind of like a you could just tell them sting a operation is going to happen there. Yeah. We could tell the princess's father and mother. And snitch! Because 
I doubt his favor. I doubt that they would want their daughter being kidnapped. We could tell the princess. She seemed pretty capable of. Uh, I hold on. I have a, a mini thoughts rushing through, and I need to kind of segregate them. Okay, the way I'm seeing things, we tell a guard, "Hey, there's going to be a slave trade at this location at this time." To me, that's a little suspicious. Why do we know that? Overheard um, it in a tavern. Okay, if someone who can lie can do that, that I would can be... lie. Okay. Second, I can uh, lie. Uh, if we tell the the princess's parents, who would mind you be the king and queen? We'd have to get an audience with them, and then what would they do? Try to keep their daughter from getting out, and look how she handled that when she had. Two people watching her. See how easily she handled that. Well, I mean... Well, we don't have to just say it's their daughter. We could say that there's a slave trade going on, and we heard that they were targeting the princess. So, not only would they want to keep their daughter safe, they might want to put an end to that slave trade. We wouldn't even have to say their daughter is involved. Just say there's a slave trade happening very close nearby, and I hear that the Baron might have some... Or, uh... What's the name of this asshole? Baron, the vagrant. Vagrant. Just say the vagrant might be involved. Wait, you mean the Lord Vagrant, third to the throne? That's it. Jason, you are wonderful to have around. Uh, That's actually in this book. Also, uh, Jason, uh, would you be able to use your alchemy skill so that we don't have to bother uh, Marsha? Could you brew? something Light. to help uh, myself, Castor, and Martha. Would you be able to do that with what you have? I don't know that. Rem- remember, though, no. Sorry. Marsha said she would teach me how to do it, so okay, so in game, future... Game uh, though, if it helps, he'll he'll hand over the history book to, to Suk. There's more about stuff here. In this. More books. Uh, Soot will hand the diary to Jason... I'll trade you, and since you said you could unlock this. Uh, um, also, okay, so game plan. It will fall through Jason's hands. Onto the ground. Or, I I have to go. And he's going oh, to... Oh, no, you don't. Can I make an inception, or an, inception an investigation check? <laughs> I assume yes, an you inception may. check. Um, he's also going to cast Invisibility, and he will... Vanish. Well, I saw that fall through his hand. Yeah, I assume I Cast- an illusion. I just want to I know most illusion spells require an investigation check. Caster would cast detect magic. Uh, you sense the presence of magic in 30 feet of you. Wow, I can't roll well. So A, he's gonna look at the book, and then Jason's gonna run away, but would I be able to like trail his invisibility with my detect magic? You'll be able to sense the presence, but you won't be able to really pinpoint it. And I'd say by the time that you can get that concentration to really peer at where he's at, you'll feel the spell is no longer around you. Don't worry, honey. If there's one thing I've learned from my time with Maddie is they can run away as long as they want. But when they come home, their ass is mine. (laughs) What about the book? Caster looks to the Hmm. book. 
Uh, so we'll pick up both the diary and the the history book. Uh, I assume the history book is just like a regular kind of history book. Uh, it looks as though on the cover it says uh, "Property of the Kingdom of Fertosum Library," um, but it is up to date. It is last year's uh, written account. So third to throne, I assume, behind Ogle King, Queen, Princess, and then uh, him. Would you uh, like to roll a straight intelligence to kind of peer through? Because there is a bookmark. Sure, hold on one second. Maybe I can roll double digits. Uh, see? Yeah, baby. 23 natural At 20. 20. <laughs> so you're going to find, as you open up, it's been kind of marked and, and kind of uh, set where the, the bookmark kind of leads off at the bottom at exactly where you need to read. It's a paragraph of the actual hierarchy of the throne of Fertosum. And it starts with the king and queen. And then it goes to their daughter, who is their only child. Um, the uh, uh, Uni Juni. Um, and her potential uh, wedding within the next two to three years. They seem to have been planning this for a couple, a little while. And then it looks as, as though it's Lord Vagrant. And then um, yeah, down below is a gentleman named Beric. Beric, hold on, my brain just really. What? What's the last name on Beric? Handstrain. Okay. Do you relay this information? Uh, yes. I mean, Jason already said that he was third in line, but so we'll kind of explain it more. So then, Castor will say, "Well, we could tell this." Barrack fellow who's next in line, I'm sure he'd have something to gain by seeing the Count unseated. Yes, he'd also have something to gain by letting the Count get unseated and then kind of following through with all this. If, if he plays his cards right, he can essentially follow through with the plan, intercede at the same time, but at, if it's too late, and then he can ascend to the throne at the same time, if that makes sense. If you follow that he line could, of logic. If you assume that he is just as bad of a person as Lord Vagrant. All nobles are. I wouldn't know. Either way, we should get back, get to sleep, maybe get this potion that Marsha can brew in us. She did say it was going to be quite painful and unpleasant. Yes, I... So a night's I, rest would be good. I would, if we can get her to do it tonight, that would probably that be would, the best. Uh, there, uh, friend, uh, are you to go to this meeting alone, or do you need us to accompany you? I I told Callisto and Castor previously that any friend of mine is welcome to accompany to my mother and my meeting. Um... I'm sure she'd love to meet you. I think we'd have a rather better chance at coaxing out any help from her in this plan if we go together 
and she knows it's a force greater than just I. And um, there's going to be everybody's going to see that he's fumbling with the the locked ledger. Um, um, what did my detect magic say about the ledger? By the way, just curious. Um, it is a protected lock. Um, you'll need someone who is capable in disenchanting magical locks. Or I might what? have something. I might have something for that if anybody is, uh, shall I say, daring enough to go back in. Daring enough. What? How is the lock bound to the book? Like, what are the materials? Um, mostly metal. It's riveted into the front cover. And it has a small chain from the back to the front. So Castor will, Castor will speak up and say, I've been tinkering with a spell um, that can find things. Um, it can locate the nearest object of a particular kind to me. I could say, show me the nearest diary lock or diary key. And it would tell me where it is as long as it's not blocked by lead. I don't have the... If it is up in his room, I don't have the key to get up there anymore. And I'm not confident enough in my social abilities fully to get back in there. Uh, Although I do have a question. What would happen if I were to... Physically break the lock. Uh, Caster is going to use continue his uh, tech magic and see if he can gain any insight on what would happen if you tried to break the lock. Uh, yeah, go ahead and you know what? Roll a straight intelligence roll for me. You got it. It's a fourteen. It's not too bad. Um, so with a fourteen, um, whoever would potentially. Um, get this to come off, they would be struck with a lightning bolt spell at 5th level. Um, you wouldn't want to break the lock. It would uh, it would mean almost certain death. I've been experimenting with spells myself, using older arcane methods. Uh, a lightning bolt, you see. Hold on. I mean, I didn't necessarily say that. I just said it would mean certain death. But yeah, he would say, uh, "Oh, I guess oh. yeah, you're you're right." Uh, I mean, it's been electrocuting so, me. We don't break the lock. We leave it intact. Leave it intact. We just break the book. And I'm gonna whip out my dagger and I'm gonna start cutting through the binding. Wait, can wait, I... no, no, no. Let, can I? Can I I'm, I'm going to stop him. Yes, I will grant advantage. I will, I will help. No, I will help you. You know what? Let's take a moment from this moment, and let's we'll we'll, we'll think for this for a moment. Um, Martha, roll me a perception check. Yeah, because she's still looking around for Jason. Like you gotta come back eventually. <laughs> Maybe you'll see Finn instead. Perception, right? Like walking into yes. a wall, right in his book. <laughs> perception of fourteen. You'll see your cart kind of shifting from side to side, like somebody's inside of it. Um, I'm going to go inside my cart for a second, and she's. Scrambling. <laughs> uh, so we're going to pull away uh, kind of from outside. You hear an explosion outside. 
So, Jason is in this car. But there's something different about Jason. He is fading in and out. Um, his hands and feet are, are kind of becoming corporeal and then not. As if like an essence of like, I want to say like a shimmering, almost like a, like a, a crystal shine in several points of like where light would hit like his, his knuckles or his wrist. And then it'll come back to solid flesh and then it'll go away again. And you'll just kind of hear, like, before he even notices, or if he notices that you enter. Why are you doing this now? No! I made the potion and I drank it! No! Martha's going closed the door behind her, like, with an audible click. Uh, he will turn around a bit startled. And he will shove his hands behind his back. Jason, sweetie, are you alright? I'm, I'm fine. I'm perfectly... Don't lie to me. 100%. Uh. What would I roll for motherly disappointed staring? Probably um, insight. <laughs> but you could use intimidation, yeah. Jason. Ooh. I'm <laughs> going down to three. Pogging. One. You can't tell anyone. I won't. I mean, it it, it could two. mean that I could disappear. All Completely. Right. Okay. I'm not from here. <gasps> I see. I'm from a plane of existence that doesn't exist. It sounds crazy. It does. Um, but since I was young, I have been taking a very specific potion. And that keeps me here. I was what you told us fully alive then. Are you from Motobjorn? Are you I am. Yes. Um in a way. It's when I first entered this place. I was four. Four. Um I've been told not to tell anyone by the person who's been helping me. Well, not necessarily a person. Um, and I've been told the more that I tell people, the less I'll be allowed to stay. For the balance. Well, You'll see him physically almost be see-through for a second. Oh, sweetheart. Hug. Hug time. She hugs. You'll, you'll pass right through him. Okay, how about this? Maybe we can keep this nice and even. Uh, I'll tell a secret, you tell a secret, and maybe... Oh, Jason. All right. Well, good thing you ended in Mordebjorn. <laughs> the goddess they're very nice the children I'm sure she took good care of you she sent me away to find Matthew I see she said he was the only one who could help Jason 
I, one second. And you see her, like, rustle around with stuff in the thing. And she's going to pull out the portrait of Matthew. She's just going to turn it to him and sort of tap his face. Him. That's Matthew. Yeah. Um, Martha, there's something else I need to tell you. Matthew's my father. I guess that. I I guess that. And um, what would what role would be to keep composure? (laughs) Well, that's up to you, um, because he's going to disappear, not from an invisibility spell. Jason? Jason? Oh, no, 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 no. You hear that visibly. Like, no, 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 no. Do we hear that from outside? As we're struggling to get a knife out of a wild monk's hand? Uh, you know what? Go ahead and anybody interested can roll a perception check. Well, my passive perception is 13. So I, I don't think I would be thirteen wouldn't be good enough. I wouldn't be actively listening because I'm trying to wrestle a knife from. I, I will actually agree with uh, with Rodeo there. I'm not actively listening because I am trying to stop an explosion from happening to anyone but me. What do you have a knife? No. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely keeping an ear out, so I'll roll. Okay. That's a natural web perception. Fuck. Man, the birds are beautiful out tonight. Yeah, she's just no, 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 no. You, no one hears her apparently. Uh, I would say that the only thing left of Jason currently is his hat. She's all right, clutching it. Um, can she? It's Matthew's it? old hat, the Norn, that you actually now look and get to touch it. You feel the. The stitching, the way that it was made. He got rid of this hat a couple years back. He threw it in the trash when probably you guys bought him a new one. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't need to cry I tonight, Corey. I don't have Corey, to so hear we, uh... a perception for this one. She's going to let out what y'all can only uh, describe as a heart-shattering wail. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that that's going to negate any advantage that I'm giving to Soot. Uh, Callisto, uh, go see to that. Uh, 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 I'm going straight to her here. Without thinking. Yeah, Soot will try to continue to wrestle this thing. Just, uh, there, please, just thing. If, if we're all You're having going too much fun, DM. You're, you're shit-eating grin. I'm a... Caster <laughs> uh, will tap a Taps at the back and be like, "Get it, get it, get it." Uh, give my guidance. Well, first off, I'm gonna try doing this the polite way. Zare, stop. That could still trigger. I have a backup plan. If it triggers, let me do it. That way, if nothing happens, it's fine. If something happens, I will still be okay. And he's still gonna be like positioning his knife, like just right, like through the spine of the book, like. where the binding is, and he's going, just let me do it and stand back. Give me, give me a quick constitution oh. check, real quick, <sighs> because this thing does give off a vibration of electricity for anyone touching it who shouldn't be. A check or a so, save. 
Uh, well, uh, check. Uh, let's do this for uh, Zer, because I'm assuming your knife is metal in some way as well. Yes. Yes. Okay, so that, that might be Oh, he doesn't have like a glass knife, like Oblivion style, because he's a glass oh, blower. That would be very cool. You're, you're holding it with a 19, uh, but you feel the coursing energy. It's it's. If you've ever worn a shock belt, those things kind of meant to give you like six pack abs and stuff. It's like on the constant ninth level of that. Compare it to an electric fence for a dog. That's the one that I have experience with. Compare it to an electric uh, fence for a horse. A That's what I have. Lower than a horse, but higher electrical current than a dog fence. God, the fact that none of us are screaming. Oh, that dog fence like makes you the just dog go fence like. Is bad. Dog yeah, fence is bad. The horse so, fence is worse. Let me tell you that much. Do I get this buzzing in, uh, and Zara's just going to be kind of like tearing lightly, but okay. more lightly and more lightly as he goes. And he goes, you said as long as the lock remains intact. I, And then I something don't... weird is going to happen. I'm going to use a Kai point. But this is going to be inadvertent. You're key pointing it up already. Oh shit! And a long shard of glass is going to come out of my wrist, kind of like Spider-Man style, and it's just going to shoot out into the book, potentially just severing the spine. Okay, we're going to get back to that. Okay, Finn. Yeah, I was going to say, can we get to Finn? This is uh, this is stressing me out. I'm going to have to cast spells. <laughs> Then you are going to find yourself in the graveyard when you look up. There's a small roll of fog along the ground. And you'll hear chains kind of jingling off in the distance. God damn it. And as you look up, there is going to be, well, two men. One's a little bit smaller, about five, six, five, five. And then there is going to be a generally taller man, much burlier, five, eight, five, nine, chains around him. Both of these men are wearing a mask. These masks look like a jester's mask. Just a little bit, though, on a very terrifying level. You'll hear the taller man kind of speak. Wandering a bit out into the dark, are we? <laughs> Who do we have here? A a foolhardy person who is going to turn around and never think, never speak of what he what he is witnessing. Oh, well, there's no need to do that. And you'll see the men kind of move up beside you on either side. I mean, you know, we're all here for a reason, I guess. You're here to see someone, someone lost, forgotten, disheveled. Uh... Maybe, may, maybe. Do you have any family here? 
Anyone you might know? Can we help you home? Maybe. Uh, my my home is not here. Oh, he's not from here. Shouldn't have said that. Mm, man, that sounds rough. You know, being away from home can be so hard sometimes. Agreed, it can be very terrifying. Um, go ahead and give me a perception check. Oh, I've been I have been just amazing at these tonight. Yeah, twenty-two. Yeah, you the have. The moment, the moment it occurs, you'll see both of them put shackles on your wrists from each side. Okay, okay. I'll tell y'all the truth. I heard a legend about a glowing, small person that walks these graveyards, and I wanted to see if it was true. Apparently, it takes people into the night, and they're never seen again. He's a learned soul, my friend. Oh, good. He'll sell for a great price. Uh, can I try to cast uh, Dancing Lights? Sure. And turn it into, like, because you can turn it into a medium-sized, like, person. Like, buying the four orbs. Hold on, let me pull it up. Sure. And, and uh, I'll cast it in, like, about, like, maybe a few miles away as far as I can. And I'll... I'll point as best as I can. Like, look, there it is. We, we must get out of here. 120 feet, eh? Give me a quick deception check. Oh, uh, why didn't I put... Why did I not put deception? He could also use performance maybe, if you'd allow it. He's putting on a show. Could I? I'd say this is more of a deception to okay, get out that's of trouble. Fair. I, was just, I was just suggesting. Sorry. That's a 12. I'm bad. Right, see if they believe let's... it. Roll insight. Roll insight. Okay. Maybe they're dumb. Please be dumb. Sam it. What's that? You know, I think he's trying to trick us. Best knock him out. Um. So we're going to attempt to kind of smack you from the back of the head. Um, do me a favor. Roll a constitution check. 20. Just, so pretend, just pretend to get knocked out so you don't get brain damage. You could. I will, actually. I'll, I'll be in the middle of speaking like, no, it's really... Man, as, <laughs> as I feel the hit, I'll just go out. Now we can roll performance. Watch, this would be the natural one. I can feel it. I feel it. That's a 13. Of course. That's a mighty good hit you did there, Brobus. Well, thank you. Now let's drag this pipsqueak back to the board. We have to get back. We have the princess's deal tomorrow night. Yes. Best we be prepared. She'll sell for a great price, too. Man, we are just racking up the gold. <laughs> You can take care of him, right? I'm not really much of a... Yes, I've got it. And they'll slowly drag you off. Good job. And I think... Oops, sorry. I was just saying, good job, Finn. 
I think that's a perfect place to end it for the night. Nice. I think we should yeah. figure out what happens with the lightning so that I, I would argue so just walked in lightning. I, I figure we should I want to figure out what happens with the lightning so we don't start on a bang. Like hmm. I don't know if I can take five different bangs at this point. I uh, I, I I don't know if Corey, my precious little heart can handle it, Corey. Please. Also, I won't You'll say right. that's a. I won't say that was a good idea on my part because I did just get captured by the slavers. Yeah, but now, now yeah. you know where they're taking you because you're not also, actually unconscious. Did they shackle your arms and legs, or just your arms? Did they? Did they? Just arms. There but we'll go. see what they do later. Yeah, you can <laughs> more like I have a Hi everybody, you guys know me. I'm Corey. I'm the Dungeon Master for Opportunity Roll. Thanks for coming back to this episode, episode 8. Uh, it was really fun recording this, and I'm sorry it took so long to get this back to you. Um, I gave out a little bit of an update, and even then, uh, plans got pushed back by everything that's been going on with my health and <laughs> a lot of other things. Uh, but hopefully now... Uh, we've got a schedule and a plan to get back on track of getting these episodes out every week on time. And it's been a rough time because I feel like every time I've said that, things have just gone awry. Um, and so I'm, I'm really working hard to make sure that this doesn't <laughs> continue to happen. So thank you guys for still listening. Thank you for being here. Um, we had a lot of fun. Um, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, um, anywhere really you're listening to us on uh if it's not subscribe like follow um you know pin whatever you do to interact it really helps us out um if you want to level up head over to our patreon and check out some of the cool magic stuff that we've been working on uh we've kind of been revamping our patreon some new options uh we opened up another tier uh just kind of the some of the in-betweens a little bit more you know I don't know, a lot of cool ideas that we were throwing around there. Anyway, I digress. Uh, we want to thank Sirenscape, and uh, their, their music has just been absolutely fabulous for us. We've loved putting it in the background. I feel really confident about how we used uh, Sirenscape tonight to really set the scenes. I think it was really fun, and I get to get really creative with it. So for me as an editor, it was really great. Um Cobalt Press for letting us use some of the Tomes of Beast. Um, we might be seeing something uh, from that next episode. Uh, potentially, probably, maybe. Hmm. We might see. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Um, it's been really great. Uh, thank you. And I will see you guys next time. And remember, keep your opportunities open. <laughs>